Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creepcast with Bree and Burr. We're a podcast that tells you spooky stories, folklore, and mythology that don't make sense. If you have any suggestions for these crazy tales, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter. You can find us at castcreep, both C's are capital. Yes, queen. We're also on the gram, Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have Facebook, like everybody else in your grandparents, which is the Creepcast with Brian Burr. We're also on TikTok because we're hip, we're cool, we're with it. Funky it's fresh. at the Creepcast, and all we- lowercase. <laughs> And we also have a website which tells you all the magical things, which is the creepcast.podbean.com. Thanks again. Whatever, we're going. Go, go, go. Go, bitch, go. Hi there. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome back to the Creepcast. I definitely didn't post anything about this week's episode, but who cares? If you love us, you'd be subscribed to us by now. It's been a long week. Lots of early mornings for Bree. The world is an oyster, and I just want to get back inside the shell. (laughs) I don't want to come out. I know, that's totally using the analogy wrong, but you know. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. It's just the two of us this week. Just the two of us. Because we got abandoned at the park. I'm kidding. (laughs) What if that's like how that happened? Just get left somewhere. With all of our podcasting materials. Get out of my house. You're probably like, what power source are you using? And I'd be like, bitch, I don't know. They don't got Wi-Fi at the park. Oh my God, that could be a band. Wi-Fi at the park. (laughs) Sounds dumb as hell. I'm here for it. But yes. So due to my crazy, crazy schedule. And Burr also having crazy stuff going on. Because, you know, shit's wild, yo. Mm Mm-hmm. We are doing another horror film. Horror film. Horror. 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 And we were supposed to watch a movie. But then, you know, stuff. So we're going off one that we've already seen. I've seen it semi-recently. Burr has not. But I remember it, and it's a good movie, so that's all that matters. And as we talk about it, memories will be refreshed. Memories. So... What is this movie, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. It's the 13 Ghosts. I love that movie. Such a good movie. I know. It's like I watched it, and it's like, I still like it. Like, there's really good parts of it, but man, like, some of, like, the shooting styles was really questionable. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, not very, like, not very typical horror film color schemes. Yeah. So those of you... Who have not seen the Thirteenth Ghosts, and would like to, you know, not hear about it, leave now and watch it, and then come back, and then listen. For those of you who have seen it, buckle in. For those of you who haven't seen it but don't care, whatever, let us tell you about it. Ugh, I got the hiccups. These damn trulies, give me every time. (laughs) Point being, let's talk about it. Yes. So, the Thirteenth Ghosts was a horror film that was released in October 26, 2001. 20 years ago, bitch. Right? Now I'm kind of mad. We should have saved that for fucking October 26. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've had a missed opportunity. Typical of the creep cast. Poor timing, as always. Point being, 20 years ago. 
So that explains a lot. Also, it only is 91 minutes. That's my biggest frustration with horror films. They seemed rushed. They're so short all the time. And it's like, dude, go a little longer. True horror fans will sit for more than 90 minutes, I promise you. Mm -hmm. Because they probably double as nerds. Which means they've seen The Lord of the Rings at least once. Yeah. So, I think we can handle a little more than 90 minutes. But that's just me. So, the film was critically panned upon release, with praise going towards the film's production design, but criticism towards the obnoxious sound design, lack of scares, bad acting, and excessive use of exposition. The film was also a financial disappointment, ultimately grossing only $68 million against its $42 million budget. So basically, they don't. I feel like the goal is always to like double your money, mm-hmm. and if you don't, it ain't worth it. And obviously, if you can make more, you want to make more. Oh, hell yeah. But... What do I know? I don't make movies for a reason. It's a lot of work and I'm lazy. So, and I don't like taking risks. Not today, Satan. Nope, not today. Um, where was I before? Oh, and then if accounting for marketing and advertising, the film lost money. So yeah, so you have to put that into factor too. I didn't even think about that. I just always assumed the budget included marketing. Hmm. That okay. shit ain't cheap. Yeah, true. That released trailer and especially because back then like movies stuff were sometimes on tv oh yeah yeah and tv ad times are expensive especially mm. if it's on the super bowl super bowl not that i care about the super bowl but you know the sports ball not my cup of tea but literally that's the only reason i watch the super bowl is for the commercials and the halftime show so you got me yeah son of a bitch so let's talk plot. Plot, 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 plot. It's a low-ass plane, but okay. I hope that's a plane. It's not my problems out at my house. <laughs> right. Sounded like demons. Demons speaking through me. Well, not through you, at you. <laughs> I know. You're like, hey, excuse me, and you're like, no. <laughs> no, not today. No me gusta. No petty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pet me. Go pet your mother. Take your petty paws somewhere else. Right? Fucking TikTok. Why are you like this? (laughs) Back to our plot of petty paws. So, it starts off focusing on ghost hunter Cyrus Criticos. Is that how we said it? I don't. I just remember Cyrus. To be honest. Shit. I probably should have looked up how to pronounce the last name. But fuck it. We don't care. Criticos. Criticos. Whatever. And his psychic assistant Dennis Rafkin. That's a fucking name. All right. Uh, they uh, So Dennis Rafkin led a team on a mission to capture a spirit called the Juggernaut. It's Juggernaut, bitch. That's when they were in the, it's the beginning of the film and they're in the place with the car scratch. What the hell? Uh, junkyard. Yeah, junkyard. I was going to say dumpster. I was thinking about that. But I was like, no, there was a shit I live in trash. No, I'm kidding. But yes. So. Ba-ba-ba. So. Several men, including Cyrus, plot twist, are killed while the team is able to catch the ghost. Cyrus's nephew, Arthur, a widower, a widower, widower, I hate myself, <laughs> widower, a widower, is informed by Cyrus's estate lawyer, Ben Moss, that he has inherited Cyrus's mansion. Financially insecure, Arthur decides to move there with his two children, Kathy and Bobby, and their nanny, Maggie, which I... Listen, 
He didn't say he was for sure taking the house. Mm-hmm. I remember Arthur Arthur was skeptic AF. Yeah, he was just like, we'll try it. Also, like, they have a whole ass living nanny. Yeah, but they were going poor, not poor, um, because he lost his wife in a fire. Yeah. And they were in this shit-tastic apartment, so yeah. they're just like, well, how worse could it be? They're just like, we'll have our own space again, and... But the thing is, is like, that's what I'm saying, is if we were so poor, why do you have a nanny? Maybe she was You have a whole-ass teenage daughter. I mean, they're... Which, how old was she supposed to be? I think she was, like, 16. Look, it's white people shit, okay? I was gonna say, this was <laughs> one of those cases of actor too old for the role... And listen, and I like Shannon, I think it's Shannon Elizabeth is her name. I like her. She's funny and scary movie and I like other stuff. But it was just like, you're fighting with a child. Yeah. I don't know. I had teenage angst, but you know, whatever. So, uh, Dennis meets the family as they tour the mansion. Uh, the residence is made entirely of glass sheets inscribed with Latin phrases, which Dennis recognizes as barrier spells, which I'm like... You want a glass-ass house that everyone can see in? Like, no thank you. I'd be like, you know what? Can we sell this shit? Yeah, that's one of the things the father said, too. He just like, ooh. I don't know. Some weirdo would want to live there. Me. I don't know. Like I said, if it wasn't, like, all open glass where people could see in and shit, I'd be like... Well, like, the bathrooms especially had, like, fogged glass. So it wasn't that bad. And I think the bedrooms had fog glass too i don't know i don't remember seeing a bedroom again like i said i'm skeptic breeze skeptic Mm -hmm. uh so he discovers that the 12 angry ghosts he and cyrus captured are imprisoned in the house so held captive by the spells and mind you the family doesn't know who dennis is at that point he says he's like some electrician or whatever yeah he's snooping around the house saying he's electrician yeah or like an alarm person yeah something like that um and the lawyer looked dicey af also like you know how sometimes people just have faces meant for evil Mm-hmm. like if a lawyer came up to me looking like that i'd be like nope no i don't trust you do you have anyone else in your practice that can help me that <laughs> looks less evil because i don't trust it don't want it not interested in which what you're sucks. like could you imagine being born with a face like that I know, that sucks, because, you know, there are some people that look scary, but they're nice. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? I'm not God. And I don't want to be. Also, too much work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so then, as, obviously, he finds this out, so then he goes to warn Arthur, uh, Moss unwittingly triggers a mechanism that seals the house and releases the ghosts. So, Moss is the lawyer. Okay, that's what I thought. And I feel like it's not unwittingly, though. Yeah. Because, like, isn't he, like, in on it? No. Because, no, he is. Is he? I don't want to get to it yet. Because I remember another person is, and they're mentioned later, so. I don't know. Maybe he didn't do it on purpose. So, triggers the mechanism that seals the house and releases the ghost. One at a time. Yes. He dies when a set of sliding doors cut him in half Mm -hmm. because he was um, running away from, what is it? What is she? The, hold on, let me pull up the ghosts. Which one does it look like? Is it the Twisted Princess? I think Torn Princess. Yeah. Because it's not the one lady. No, I'm sorry. That's Torn. Angry Princess. Angry Princess. 
right? It was something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that's her. I don't remember her story being like that, but whatever. Uh, so, yes, sidetracking. I'll edit that out. But yeah, so like I said, so he's like tormenting the angry princess. Or not tormenting, but you know, he's like all like in the ghost's face and shit. Because he's got the glasses on. So yeah, he's got to be in on it. But maybe he, like I said, I don't think he realizes he like got it started. Because yeah. he had the glasses. Um, do, do, do. Oh, we should probably mention those glasses. So in the beginning, they're giving like these safety glass-like things. And they have lights on the sides of them. And those are your supernatural ones where you can see the ghost other than that you can't see them yeah but i don't think they know what they are at first yeah they don't explain they're just like what the fuck say, is this the, and they put I it on the kid and they look around it. yeah he leaves them on everybody With else is like scooter yep yes so okay got it it's all coming back to me <laughs> point being yeah so glasses we totally forgot about the glasses i'm just out here assuming everybody could just see ghosts normally no can't see them nope so that's gonna suck when you're just like being stabbedy stabbed stabbed by the ghost and you're just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> i'd be like listen you've already stabbed me a couple of times can you just like go for the heart or something and, like end the shit right i don't have time to bleed out not today either make it quick i'm busy mm-hmm. <laughs> so it. right so anyways so then um Bobby sees several of the ghosts, including the withered lover, his mother, Jean, who had died of injuries sustained in a house fire. He's knocked unconscious and dragged away. He went into the basement to see this, yes. too. Yes, he was in the basement, dick around on the scooter, and they were, like, trying to lure him down, but then, like, the mom. Yeah, he had one of those things attached to him. It was a recorder, and he had headsets in, and the mom's just like, Bobby, don't go down there. Yeah. Turn around. Which, how fortunate that one of them is his dead mother. Right. Also kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's mentioned in the story later how that came to be, too. Yes. Uh, so anyway, so Dennis uses a pair of spectral glasses that allow the wa- wearer to see the supernatural realm to avoid the ghost. Oh, now they're going to bring up the glasses. Mm-hmm. So the jackal, one of the most dangerous of the twelve, attacks Kathy and Arthur, but they are saved by Kalina Ortizia, a spirit liberator who is attempting to free the ghost. Mm-hmm. The jackal is a woman with a straight jacket, basically kind of thing on, it kind of drapes down. So, and then she's got a cage over her head. With a man. It is a man. Yeah, we'll go more, and we're gonna go more into stories of the okay. ghosts because obviously we'll cover the ghosts. We don't want to go too in detail, but we'll kind of break it down. Point being, though, jackal for sure, hundred and ten percent scariest of the yeah, ghosts. Yeah, creepy as fuck. Like that is the one that gave me nightmares because then they do like the flashing lights and it's like the cackling mm-hmm. and then it's like hand slashing scratches at you and shit fuck that shit mm-hmm. it's not like haha little scratches either it's like you dug into scratches yeah, dumb gashes mm-hmm. uh where was i uh so spirit liberator tempting for the ghost which i'm like that's always a bad idea but whatever so kathy disappears and the four adults gather in the library where arthur learns that gene's ghost is also in the house uh, Kalina explains that the house is a machine powered by the captive ghost that allows its user to see the past, present, and future. Oh. Which, like, bitch, that's what you gotta do to do that shit? That sounds like too much work. Then they call it Satan's machine or something like that, too? I can't remember what it was Devil's called. Devil's machine. But it was, like, fucking interesting. They did show a scene where it was, like, she up and running and fucking, it was crazy. Yeah. Point being, though, again, like, 
that's so much fucking work. Mm-hmm. You built a whole ass house. And then you're trying to capture 13 ghosts. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, like I said, too much work for my lazy ass. <laughs> They'd be like, Brie, would you like to see past, present, and future? Yeah, no. I guess. Well, these are the tasks you have to complete. You have to build up. I'm out. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm good. But don't you? No. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm great. I'm settled. No, 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 no. Uh, so, do. So the only way to shut it down is through the creation of a 13th ghost from a sacrifice of love. Arthur realizes that he must become that ghost to save his children. Which I, I'm always loving that there's parental sacrifice because losing one parent is enough. Might as well lose another. It's fucked up with that scene too because there's they're in the middle of like the main entrance where they came through and they're tied up together and the fucking floor is like giant fucking like spears and, shit, and yeah. shit and like it can cut you in half and crap yeah no thanks um so armed with the spectral glasses arthur and dennis enter the basement to find the children dennis barricades arthur behind glass to save him which allows the hammer and the juggernaut to beat dennis to death which also mind you the actor who plays dennis is shaggy mm-hmm. which can i just say how much i loved that bullshit going around where they're like shaggy is like this crazy entity and i'm like i don't know why this is happening but i'm here for it right yes i'm all about the weird ass shit um but so yeah so he sacrifices himself which i'm like oh because you know he very much seems like a coward the whole time Mm -hmm. um sorry excuse me uh so then it is revealed that cyrus faked his death to lure arthur to the house uh, Kalina is his partner because, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Cyrus has orchestrated the abduction of Kathy and Bobby so that Arthur will become the 13th ghost, which will not stop the machine, as Kalina had claimed, but trigger its activation. Fucked up. Because she trifling. So then Cyrus kills Kalina and summons the ghost to activate the machine, which I'm like, excuse me, like, motherfucker, like, I would hate, like, and I get it, he's evil, but it's like, there's some fucked up shit, no loyalty among thieves. So, then in the main hall, Arthur witnesses all 12 ghosts orbiting a clockwork device of rotating metal rings with his children at the center. He fights Cyrus while Maggie disrupts the machine's controls, releasing the ghosts from its power and causing machine to go haywire, which I kind of love this because, you know, Maggie don't know what the fuck she's doing. She's just fucking shit up and hoping for the best. Uh, so the ghosts hurl Cyrus into the moving ring, slicing him into pieces. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that mm-hmm. part. Sweet, sweet vengeance. They're just like, motherfucker brought us here to Power's house, basically. And I'm supposed to live with that? Fuck yeah. no, you coming with me. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so then... Ba-ba-ba. So with the encouragement of Dennis's ghost, Arthur jumps through the machine safely to protect his children. The walls of the house shatter as the malfunctioning machine rips itself apart, freeing the ghost. Jean's ghost tells them she loves them before she disappears. <laughs> Mankey angrily declares she quits her nanny job and the family peacefully leave the house. Which yeah, I'm they like, leave first and then it like cuts to the scene. And like it gets black before the credits and she's like, fuck this shit. I'm not paid enough for this. I quit. <laughs> like literally though, that's a whole ass mood. Because mm-hmm. again, like she's li- like, I don't know if she was living with them. 
or at least just like working like you know yeah. coming in the day and also like can we talk about this that this nanny wasn't fucking cooking breakfast yeah she's she said she don't cook breakfast right yeah i think and she's she like, said that maggie don't cook oh and she was like maggie don't do windows either because obviously the whole house yeah. is glass and i'm like bitch what, you what do you do <laughs> Aside from roast the fuck out of Kathy, which was pretty good. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, if I was a nanny, I'd be like, listen, how far is too far when it comes to me bullying your children? (laughs) You know, is it a no-go whatsoever? Because then I got to go. Yeah, right. If they say something stupid, I'm going to point it out. I'm going to fight a small child. Because a small child isn't going to get the best of me. Yeah, like, literally. I can't help it. It's just when, like, tiny things are just, like... Eh, I'm more you know, down it than you are. And I'm like, listen, child, you don't even know. <laughs> I know more than you. You don't know the suffering I've been through. <laughs> I'd much rather it be Dennis, but who mm-hmm. cares? Uh, so with a few exceptions, they seem to become more dangerous as their numbers increase. Which, fair enough. So, we're going to start off with the firstborn son. His kid where he's like at the you know, cultural appropriation with the Indian feather. A headband with yeah. a feather, yes. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a bow and arrow and a cowboy-like outfit on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I've got these damn trulies. So, the firstborn son is a ghost of a little bratty boy named Billy Michaels, who loved to pretend to be a cowboy. One day, another little kid challenged Billy to a duel, but Billy's cap gun was no match for that boy's real steel-tipped arrow that Billy's ghost still carries. In his brain. Yeah, right in the forehead. Uh, so unlike most of the ghosts, this one is a mild threat, never attacking anyone and just saying, I want to play. Which mm-hmm. I feel like he does that to Billy. Yeah, he like kind of just shows Bobby. up and that's what scares him in the basement. Yeah. Which I, I would also be anything. Yeah, I don't think he says anything. He just like appears and he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So on one to scale, one to ten scale of ooky spooky, a three. Not too horrifying, but a little spooky because he's, you know, he's got the arrow in his head. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on to the second ghost, which is the torso, which oh, like yeah. quite literally is just like arms, chest. Yep. And it's wrapped in plastic wrap, I think. Yeah. And let's find out why. So Jimmy, the gambler, Gambino, was a gambler in the early 1900s who caught the attention of the mafia. Not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he lost a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up, the mafia cut him into pieces and wrapped him in cellophane, dumping the remains into the ocean. His ghost appears as a torso with a severed head nearby and is a more uh, neutral spirit than actively hostile. So, again, I'm going to go three because it's shocking, but, like, he can't do shit. Yeah. He can't see nothing. His he- arm's just dragging his torso about, like, what, he's going to lean on one arm and then swipe at you? Come right. on. All I got to do is fucking kick you over and run. Run. Run, bitch, run. So our next on the list is the bound woman. Uh, Susan LeGrow was the richest girl in town and was very popular. It always makes me think of the fucking TikToks where it's just like, where's Bubble? And she's like, she's probably a brushier here because she's like, I'm going to be the prettiest girl at the party. And then she's like, actually, like, I'm going to be the prettiest girl at the party. Can't remember what she looks like. I know. I can't remember either. I feel like I do know. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's the prom queen. Ah, okay. Um. So 
richest girl in town, very popular. Her core flaw was that she toyed with boys and men. During her senior prom night, she was killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters. Well, there's your problem. His name's Chet. <laughs> no. And, of course, a star quarterback after catching her cheating with another guy. Okay, maybe you shouldn't be doing that either. But yeah, yeah you kind of know better. Mm. Um, her ghost lures Bobby into the dangerous basement and still shows in her prom attire, bound ropes holding her arms. Oh, yeah, because she, like, not seizures, but she's, like, tied up and shit. Yeah. Con- conversing? Convulting? Con- convulsing. There. there we go. I was like, you're getting it. I saw the process coming, and I was like, bitch, you're almost there. I got you. Keep turning. Keep turning. Keep the wheel spinning. <laughs> uh, but like you said, again, I mean, I don't know how dangerous she'd be tied up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Still, like, spooky. So we're, mm-hmm. like, in the lower end. And she had this weird laugh to her, too. So that's probably what was made it, like, even fucking weirder and yeah. awkward. Like, you're like, because it's like a... Yeah, and it's like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, bye. Why are you laughing like that? Uh, so the next is uh, The Withered Lover. Uh, Jean Criticos was a happy and devoted wife and mother. Aren't they all? And then she died as a result of fire injuries at St. Luke's Hospital half a year before the events of the film begin. Which, okay, yeah, because she yeah. probably had the house fire and then she went to the hosp- mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, so unlike most of the ghosts, she is not dangerous. She is benevolent. Because obviously, you know, it's the fucking, her family. Yeah. Of course, she's not going to be like, or, you know, unless, you know, she's like, uh, what's her face from, uh, haunted, haunting of Hill House. Yeah. That was like, I don't want my kids to face the horror of the world, so I'm going to poison them instead. And you're like, um ma'am right it's like excuse you that's not no ma'am <laughs> like what are you doing but i digress so the next is the torn prince uh royce clayton was a gifted famous teenage baseball player in the 1940s and 50s who caught the eye of colleges around the usa thanks to his challenger a greaser who set him up royce died in an accident caused by cut brake lines his remains are still buried at the baseball diamond, and his ghost carries a baseball bat. Which, what? He was in, like, a greaser jacket, too, so I don't understand. No, he. I think he was in a Letterman jacket, if I remember was correctly. He? Okay, I remember him having or in, like, a bat baseball and, clothes. like, fucking smashing shit. But, like, you buried in a baseball field? How does that work? Like, what the fuck? Like, I would never. Hey, uh, guys, let's uh, play baseball and run over this guy's body not supposed to do that (laughs) ma'am excuse me sir (laughs) i mean there's a certain football team that has their new stadium built on an indian burial ground what oh yeah i'll tell you about that later too yeah you're we're gonna circle back to this at the end of this (laughs) because i gotta know what i'm really upset but also, I like the commitment, you know, baseball, carries baseball bat, you know, yeah. really spooky. So probably in the more dangerous level, I would assume. I mean, I don't know how angry he is at the world. It's not like, you know, their fault that, you know, he was tricked. I would haunt that dude's family. Right. Unless, like, his family had, like, the same amount of people in it, then, yeah, I guess you're kind of doomed. Yeah. So next is the one we were talking about earlier. 
like I said, all those ones we really don't see except more so like Jean because, again, she's the mom. So, of course, we're going to see her because, you know, emotional ties. Mm-hmm. Now, the angry princess is one that we see, I feel like. We see her like three times. At least, yeah, because you see her in the basement. Um, You also see her when the daughter's exploring and like. Her being, new like, room when she like splashes water on her face. In the bathroom, yeah. And, and then the bitch is like, in the fucking tub. And, well, the torn princess is. And, uh. But, she, you know, the daughter can't see oh, her. Yeah. She's, like, sitting there playing with the water. And the, the princess is, like, bitch, She's I'm like relaxing here. Her. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking weird. And I was, like, what is happening right now? Like, are you going to kill her? Are you jealous? Like, like she was about happening? to, like, reach out for her, I think. And that's when the dad caught her. And, yeah. like, she's, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but circling back on this. So, her name is Dana Newman. Uh, she was beautiful but abused lady who lived in the later 1900s. She had plastic surgeries after her uh, to alter her perceived flaws, and after a botched experiment that mutilated her eye, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Her ghost often carries blood. Let's just ignore that ding. Awkward. Shut up. <laughs> so, um, blah, 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 plastic surgery, mutilated her eye. Oh, so her ghost often carries blood is naked, and carries the same knife she used to commit suicide. Yeah. Which I couldn't... Was it a butcher knife or a scalpel? I feel like it was a butcher knife. It wasn't a butcher knife. It was like uh, like one of my cutting knives ones. Not like the steak knives. The kind you cut. Not pear, pear, pear. Pairing? It was my longer one. Oh, I have no idea. It's sharp and everything else like that. I know I, it wasn't a butcher listen. one. I briefly tried to sell cutlery, and I don't know anything about knives, so <laughs> obviously I'm not doing that no more. I just know it was an steak knife, it wasn't the paring knife, and it wasn't a bread knife, it's the, and it wasn't a cleaver or anything either, so. I don't know. Point being, it was creepy. That- and then, yeah, like, that was the other thing, is, like, because it looks like that the bathtub's filled with blood, but obviously mm-hmm. she can't see because she doesn't have the glasses, and it just looks like normal water to her. And then, yeah, she bitches just, like, cuts all over her body. And it's yep. like, ugh. Ugh. Just because it's painful, not, like, ugh, gross. Because, obviously, it's very sad. Yeah. So, yeah, she's definitely on the higher spook. Also, she's naked. Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. Because I'm like, oh, no, you naked girl. She gonna be running at you be like, oh! Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, that's the joke about, like, people say, be like, oh, you know, I'm gonna sleep naked because, like, what are you gonna do with my dick hanging out? Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, it can go one of two ways. Either the robber is gonna be very startled or your penis is getting shot off. Yeah. Women, we don't have that same effect. Unless, I guess, you're older and whatever, but I don't know. Saggy titties. <laughs> like the Yzma. <laughs> Oh, how about this? Huh. Ha ha. Oh, okay. That's better. <laughs> They're like soothed by the knife. All right. So next is the Pilgrimess. Isabel Smith came to the North America as a colon- uh, colonist. Colonist. See, this is what you've done to me. You're welcome. <laughs> as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. The tight-knit community ostracized and ignored her and used her as a scapegoat, being accused of witchcraft. When crops sorry, contact acting uh, when crops and animals mysteriously died. So of course, naturally. She denied such accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, but managed to escape unharmed. That sealed her fate, and she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory. 
that she carries with her as a ghost. Her skin is badly damaged. I don't remember her at all. I think I remember her. She was like in a pilgrim-like dress. Yeah, I mean, I can... But it was like a quick, brief thing towards the end, too. Yeah, She's not like, really... I feel like they don't really highlight on yeah. her at all. Which, I mean, whatever. She might not be that scary, and they want to save all the scenes for the creepy ghosts. Mm-hmm. So, next, then, after that, is the great child. And the mother. Yes. But first... The great... Yes, yes. one at so a time. They're, they are... So, they're together, but they're separate. So the great child, uh, Harold Shelburne, was a mentally disabled man who never outgrew diapers and had to be spoon-fed even as a fully grown adult. He he often made baby sounds. After being mocked, teased, and tormented relentlessly all his life, he caused a massacre at the old freak show where he and his mother, Margaret Shelburne, lived. Some of the freaks had kidnapped and killed his mother as a joke one night. What kind of fucking joke (laughs) is that? (laughs) What? Like, excuse you? (laughs) Hey. You know what's a good practical joke? Murder. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Just some of the wording. Some of the wording on this. It's like... What? I I don't know if you know that, but that's a very serious crime. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> As a joke. I'm dead. <laughs> As a joke. Because <laughs> I've been murdered. 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 Oh, my God. Anyways, so the circus owner Jimbo had Harold mutilated beyond recognition. His ghost appears as Harold did in life, with a small patch of hair, a bib covered in vomit, and cloth diapers, Mm -hmm. and he still holds the axe that he used to kill his enemies. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say scary, unsettling. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're in, like, the 3-4 realm. But, like, can you blame the guy? Right? I don't know. Whatever. Obviously, freak shows aren't exactly like the best homes for anyone. Nope. So speaking of murder, (laughs) on to the dire mother. The dire mother, which of course is Margaret Shelburne. Harold's mother was a shy little lady standing three feet tall. Oof. Mm -hmm. She never could stand up for herself. At the freak show where she lived, she was raped by the tall man, another circus freak, and gave birth to her illegitimate son, Harold, whom she loved more than life itself. Because, you know, sometimes people are capable of, you know, looking past their tragedies and seeing the positive things. But sometimes others cannot. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, too. And that's okay, too. Absolutely. But, you know... So I appreciate her ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so she smothered and spoiled him from in- infancy and never stopped as he grew. This is the main reason for Harold's mental handicap. The two were abused to the point where Harold killed almost the entire circus after Margaret died. As ghosts, they remained together, with Harold being protective like the torso. Or with Harold being protective. Like the torso, she is not aggressive and is more of a neutral spirit. Which... Respect. And I do kind of like that they got to be together again in the afterlife because, you know, Mm -hmm. not saying it was like a healthy way to handle things. But obviously, again, if this is happening during the era of freak shows, it's still pretty early. Yeah. I feel. Don't give me a they don't give me a timeline, though. So just guesstimating. So next, now we're getting to the spooky shit. The hammer. Oh, shit. Yeah. A happy and honest family man the, and blacksmith, George uh, Markley, was falsely accused of stealing by a higher-up named Nathan and threatened with exile from their own um, old western town. 
George refused to leave and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from the town market one day. Yeah, that one's a rough one. Uh, seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith's hammer and killed those responsible, but the townsfolk che uh, chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. His left hand was cut off and his hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost is one of the more angry spirits and is partially responsible for Dennis's death. Yep. I Which again, that. yeah. Oh yeah, no, I remember that because it's very much, um, what was the Soul Calibur character? Where he had like the basically nails for the nipple. Astaroth? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Astaroth. But yeah, like it's kind of like that vibe, but like worse. And then sad. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing, like, I'm sorry. Anytime there is any form of like movie about like, you know, black people being treated unfairly, which of course is any like timeline, you mm -hmm. know, well, I can't even say you know, before now, because look at today's climate. Yeah, right. Um, But, like, they always do, like, the big, like, bigger, you know, muscular black gentleman, and then he's just a gentle giant, and I'm like, why would you do this to me? Because I love opposites. Like John Coffey in The Green Mile. Oh, my God. I don't even want to talk about that. <sighs> Good movie, too. I know. I'm going to start crying. God damn you, Tom Hanks. Right. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I know. I still need to watch the Mr. Rogers movie, but I know that's probably going to make me cry too, you son of a bitch. Right. I feel the same way. But I digress. So, like I said, obviously scarier. Not knowing his backstory and that rolls up on you. Horrifying. So, the jackal is next. Yeah. Like I said, probably easily scariest mm -hmm. i'm gonna say uh so born to a prostitute in 1887 ryan coon developed a sick appetite for women attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the night he voluntarily went to oh my god i can't read that uh boramwood boramwood institute for treatment to cure this problem but the medical practices made him much worse oh, causing him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement Love that. Having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket and developing a hatred of humanity. When the asylum burst into flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. Okay. That's, you know. Oh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, clearly their medical practices were really working there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd rather die. Okay. Uh, so, his ghost carries his torn straitjacket with torn cubic head cage. It is called a sign of Hell's Winter. He is one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts, attacking and nearly killing Kathy before Kalina saves her. Mm -hmm. So again, horrifying. And the laugh, too. Yeah. And like I said, they do like the flashy light thing, and there's nothing more stressful than like light flashing, and then you see like things tearing, and then you're like, Because ah. yeah, right. then, of course, like the girl can't see. Mm-hmm. Ugh. No, thank you. And that circles us back to the juggernaut. Because of, obviously, how the film started. Mm -hmm. uh, so Horace Breaker Mahoney was born very disfigured and was an outcast his entire life. Lots of outcast and disfigurement here. Uh, his mother abandoned him at a tender age and his dad put him to work in the junkyard using his unusual strength to crush cars. I'm sorry, he can what? Right? That's a little unnerving. Mm -hmm. But okay. 
Uh, after his dad died, Horace went insane. He would take motorists and hitchhikers, tear them apart with his bare hands, and feed the remains to his dogs. After several of these murders, he was arrested. Um, a SWAT team shot and killed him when he broke free of his handcuffs. As a ghost, he remained at the junkyard uh, with his body riddled with bullet holes. Killing intruders, both Dennis and Cyrus, remarked that his kill count numbered in the 40s, making this ghost one of the most evil and dangerous of the 12. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that too. They're just like, oh yeah, it's in the high 40s. They're just like before or after death. And they're just like before. Yeah. They're just like, it's reached much higher now. Like I remember him yeah, actually saying that in the beginning. And it's like, Ugh. right? But yeah, like that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, no. I think, I guess Juggernaut is like, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, either one. They're like kind of tied. Because like mm-hmm. I said, Jackal, again horrifying juggernaut it's like okay if you're just gonna crush me fucking tall too so tall and he had like the weird like old-timey bowl cut kind of thing going and i was like "Mm." but yeah so that's the 12 ghosts because obviously 13th ghost was supposed to be um arthur Arthur. i almost said arnold (laughs) that's not his name that's not my name anyways (laughs) uh that song randomly pops up in my head from time to time. It does with me, too. It's great. Yeah, Especially when I'm at work and I just start singing. I was like, God damn it. God damn you, the Ting Tings. <laughs> and what kind of name is that? <laughs> they are the Ting Tings because they go Ting. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so like you said, I feel overall there's really good potential for this movie. I would, I don't know, there's always rumors bustling around that like, or people posting that like Netflix should do like a series based on their backstories. That would be pretty But like I said, a lot of them are really tragic, so yeah. I don't know. Because like realistically, like how long could these, like max I'd say they'd be half hour episodes. Yeah. Like there's maybe a couple that you could dig a little more, but like Billy, nah. Yeah. You know, maybe like, you know, um, the mother-son duo. Mm-hmm. They could I, probably make that into two episodes. Backstory yeah. and then the And then, sling. like, the actual, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Like I said. But like I said, I would definitely watch it. There's not anything I'm not going to watch on Netflix because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm paying for it. Might as well use it. All right. And like I said, they have been really solid. On series. Cough, Castlevania, Cough. I need you to hurry up and finish it. I'm working on it. I have I know. to work. <laughs> no, I know. You're totally fine. Because, like, it's, like, you and then Jonathan. <laughs> and he hasn't finished it either. And I was really embarrassed because I was, like, yeah, Sunday I'm starting it. So I watched two episodes. I'm, like, okay, yeah. I was, like, got to go to bed. Got to get, you know, to work early. Get home, like, Monday. Start doing laundry. All of a sudden I'm, like, four episodes in. I'm, like, fuck it. Let's just go. <laughs> Because they're only 20, like 25, 30 minutes. So it's like, I can crush this easily. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, I finished it. I just want to talk about it, but I don't want to give you spoilers. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But yeah, so that's the 13 Ghosts. Sorry about my sidetrack. Castlevania is great. Also watch it if you have Netflix. But um, like I was saying, though, the movie itself like there definitely could be tweaks but also again it's from like 2001 yeah and i feel like early 2000s was like on horror 
Like, we get to 2010s and we're getting a little bit better, but... I mean, 2010s was mostly revolved around large fucking noises of side effects and sex scenes. It's not really horror anymore. No. I mean, Unless 2010s, it's we're talking like The Conjuring. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie doesn't have loud noises and sex. Well, he's got more blood than anything else. So. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying that, like... Because, you know, you get, like, we have The Conjuring universe now. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. As well as uh, Insidious... Until they kind of overkilled it a little bit, but we got the insidi- like the first two Insidious movies. But that's like all only. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the only two that we can really. That I can think. Well, also like my listen. My timeline is skewed always. Do I know what day it is? Maybe. Do I know what year anything happened? Probably not. Because Girl, you preach into the choir here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. Is like it's just kind of hard. I don't know. Maybe we'll do like a breakdown one day. Of like, okay, these are these movies. Okay, what was good that came out of that? We can do that for an episode or something. Mm -hmm. But yes, do tell about this Indian burial ground, though, before we forget and sign off for the night. Okay, so from what I remember, oh my god, it was reading somewhere. It's so, the football team is the Miami Dolphins. Like, they had a stadium, and then they built their... Of course, their, their, it's Florida. I know, right? It's and then, always Florida. They built their new one, and what from what I was reading, too, is right after they built this stadium, they stopped... They, they hit, like, a bad spell with their Super Bowl winnings and stuff like that, and then they, like... Excuse me, like like looking back on stuff, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, we built this on this this land and everything, and people like look back on it and they're just like, that's an Indian burial ground that your giant ass stadium was on top of. God damn it, Florida, get it together. Also, I just love that it's like we're losing, we must be cursed, or hear me out, you guys suck. <laughs> like, maybe. There's been some changes made that have not been so beneficial. That's funny because husband can't defend his team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I can talk all the shit I want. Um, but no, I mean, it's like the same thing like with the Cubs and the goat. They wouldn't let the goat go to the game. Yep. And so then they were cursed. And I'm like, what kind of gypsy bullshit? <laughs> it's great. But those cheeseburgers, fire. Haven't had them. Can't tell you. I know. We had to go one time. That's like a staple. Okay. I have to say, that's, like, one thing my dad was always, like, really good with is, like, we'd go to the city, and he always knew, like, all, like, these random spots. Nice. Along with a bar that had bras hanging in it, and I don't know how good, much of appropriate that was, but hey, whatever. My dad for you. There you go. Also a really giant straw for some reason. Fuck it, why not? You know. <laughs> also sitting at the bar playing the touchscreen games when I probably shouldn't have been sitting at the bar. Oh, the glories of growing up in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Great alcoholism. Memories. Such great memories. Yeah. Bose's used to have a mean fucking pizza burger. Mm. Mm. So good. And now it's the Iron Pony. And I don't think they do pizza burgers. And I can never find one that tastes just like it anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Point being is bars just ain't what they used to be. Yeah. I do miss. <laughs> like I said, my favorite story will always be, I always tell people, it's when we went to the Dirty Suck. And I was like, and it's going to be called the Dirty Sock. And you're like, excuse me, what? A what? And it's <laughs> called what? Just the Sock. It was funny, though, because I think, yeah, it had to be like when my dad was in town for Nick's wedding. And we were getting together with my cousin for, like, lunch. And so 
my dad and my uncle are arguing about whether or not the Sox kitchen was open. And they're like, yeah, no, they closed it because there's renovations. They were like bickering back and forth, back and forth. So then I'm like Googling the sock. And then I call and I'm like, hi, hello, is your kitchen open? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, great. And then I get off the phone. And I'm like, hey, the kitchen's open. And they're like, what? And I was like, I just called. And they said the kitchen's open. Because <laughs> my uncle's like, well, what are you going to do if the kitchen's closed? And they're like, well, we'll just go somewhere else then. And I'm like, or <laughs> let me save us all the trouble. And myself the gas money. Because, of course, we were using my car. R.I.P. Alice great car may she rest in peace Mm -hmm. but yeah so i love that we had a little bit of everything we even did sports talking yeah the sports ball i know what i'm doing sometimes but yeah so that's it from us we'll see where next week takes us i'm also got another pretty full schedule but i'm hoping i'll bring my laptop with to my mom's and maybe inspirational hit clickety clack clack click clack but yeah so Kind of nice. Good old days. Mm-hmm. Less distraction. But it's fine. We do miss Austin's random two cents and Googling skills. Yes. Sometimes. Didn't Google all the time, but. The right. Calls. I know. There'll be like times I've like Google that and he's like, okay. And then like a few minutes go by. I'm like, hey, did you Google the thing? And he's like, what? And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Bitch. The bit is ruined now. He will rule this day. You're ugly when you don't Google. <laughs> Uh, I forever love that scene love it but yeah so you'll hear from us next week we'll wrap it up 13 ghosts give it a watch let us know what you think mm-hmm. ooky spooky ooh. Ooh, ooky spooky bye bye now bye oh rate subscribe follow donate, donate. now, now bye bye <laughs> okay now you can get out <laughs> bye bye